Hi, I'm Beth, and this is my podcast, A Friend in Your Ear. Friends are so important in our lives. They support us through the good and the bad, the ups and the downs. They give us the space to grow and the grace to fail. They are our biggest cheerleaders when we are our harshest critics. They are not just here for us, but they're here with us. And that's what this podcast is all about, being a friend in your ear. I'm a lawyer turned stylist and fashion blogger who built a successful styling business and now I work from home running an online business. I spend a lot of time reading books, listening to audiobooks and listening to podcasts. My favourite podcasts offer me advice, comfort, support, wisdom and fun when my real life friends are busy. And this is a place where I can take what I've learnt and deliver it in a way that hopefully makes your life easier, gives you something to ponder and brings a little joy to your day. Think of this as a chat with a friend, a place where you can come to reminisce for nostalgia, a giggle, and a place to find answers to something that might be bothering you. So whether you're out on a run or a walk, on the school run, being a taxi to your kids or grandkids, on a Zoom meeting with your microphone muted, or sitting with a glass of something cold in your hand, welcome to the A Friend In Your Ear podcast. Hi ladies, I hope that you're well. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. If you haven't listened before, it's lovely to have you here. And if you have listened before, thank you so much for coming back. I'm going to start just by mentioning a couple of things that I've come across recently that I wanted to share with you. So the first, you will have heard me talk about them before, are my stripe and stare knickers, which I have now been wearing for quite a long time and changing very frequently too, I have to say. But I really think that stripe and stair knickers come into their own in the summer because in the winter, normally you have something over your knickers, like, for example, a pair of jeans to keep everything anchored in place. But in the summer, if you've got looser dresses and looser skirts, that's the time that your knickers can start to ride up your bum. And I cannot stand that. So in the summer in particular is the point in time at which stripe and stair knickers come into their own. Not only knickers, but they've got a whole range of other pieces to wear. They've got vests, they've got pyjamas, they've got bodies that you can wear in the winter, all sorts of things. So if you haven't taken a look before, head to Stripe and Stare and or you can use a discount code that I have got, a new discount code, which is BEGOOD20, which I will put in the show notes. So it's B, capital B, then good and then 20. So that's the first thing I wanted to talk to you about, the stripe and stare knickers. The second thing that I wanted to talk to you about today are a couple of deliciously Ella products that I absolutely love. I mean, I'm a bit of a nut fan, I have to say. And the reason I can tell I'm a huge fan of these is because sometimes I can't even have them in the house. And if I do have them in the house, they last for all of about two days and then they're gone which is a big sign that I really love something because most of the time I'm very much a take it or leave it kind of girl. But the first thing I wanted to share with you were the salted chocolate dipped almonds, which are absolutely delicious. They come in two flavours. So I'm holding in my hand the blue packet and they also come in an orange packet as well, which I think are orange flavoured, funnily enough. They come in two different sizes. I get the little packets, which are much less dangerous from Sainsbury's and the big packets from Waitrose. But Deliciously Ella, salted chocolate dipped almonds are out of this world. And then this week, 
I also found a new nut butter that she's done. I didn't actually realise it was a deliciously Ella butter when I bought it because I didn't have my glasses on. It was only when I got home and looked at it closely to find out what the flavours in it actually were that I realised it was by Ella. Anyway, it's a smooth almond butter with ginger, cinnamon and vanilla and it is absolutely delicious. I think she also does another couple of flavours. So I think there's like a hazelnut and chocolate one and then a peanut butter as well. And if you go to her website, I was Googling this earlier in the week for my friend, you can get three pots for £10. So you can order them and get them all to arrive in one go, which frankly is something I probably shouldn't do because that will be exceptionally dangerous. Anyway, so they were the things I wanted to share with you before we kicked off. Stripe and Stir, 10% discount with Be Good 10. Or is it 20? Oh, flip me. I can't quite remember now. I should know that. Have I written it down somewhere? No. Hmm. Okay, I'll square that one off in the show notes. And then, deliciously, Ella, peanut butter and almond nut butter. Going well so far, isn't it? Anyway. I know that you'll all give me the grace to fail because that's exactly what I say in the opening to the podcast. And hopefully nobody who's not able to do that won't be listening in any event. So that's absolutely fine. So this week, I wanted to talk to you about play because it's something that has cropped up on my agenda recently. And I think it's really, really important as adults. As I usually do, I'm going to rewind for a second and let you know how it's come about in the first place. But if you listen to episode 14, you will hear that I went on a retreat. If you haven't listened to that episode and you would like to, head back a couple of episodes once you've listened to this one and you can find out all about the retreat. But whilst we were there, I came across some amazing cards that the girls had. They're by Rebecca Campbell. They're called Work Your Light Oracle Cards. and there's 44 of them in a box and they're accompanied by a little book and there's a little bit of text which relates to each one of the cards inside of the box. And on the back of the book, it explains what the cards are all about. And what Rebecca says is, when you work with the cards, you will find that your intuition increases, your soul's voice gets louder and you are able to deeply embrace who you are and the work you came here to do. Which I really liked. I know that we all have different belief systems, different cultures, different religions, different frameworks, tools, and so on to help us navigate life. But I really like pulling these cards. And one that I kept on pulling time and time again, I kid you not, probably about six or seven days in a row, was the card play. And given that there are 44 cards in the box, I'm not a mathematician, but the chances of doing that, I think, were fairly slim. So, I definitely got more inquisitive about play and how I could incorporate it more into my life. And that's what I wanted to talk about in this episode. So heading to the little book, first of all, to see what the text is that accompanies the play card. This is what it says. Do something that makes you laugh. The best medicine all around. The more you switch off your mind, the more room your spirit has to whisper and guide. When we do things without being attached to the outcome, ideas, clarity, guidance and solutions have the space to drop in. The left and right hemispheres of the brain can begin talking to each other. 
Make play a compulsory part of your day. Schedule it in. So I think that's that's just a little part of what the text says. But in a nutshell, that was the message that I was getting, was to have more time to play, to schedule play in. And it's really interesting because as an adult, I think we sit there and go, but how do you play? So going back to when we are a child, the word play comes in so many times. It's just part of the vocabulary that surrounds being a child. So your parents tell you to go and play. You have playtime at school. You have a friend over to play. You go on play dates. You play with Play-Doh. You play with Playmobil. You are playful. It's a really big word when we're younger. And then all of a sudden, it stops. My guess is probably when we hit secondary school, it becomes a little bit naff to say we're going to play with our friends. And certainly, as we become an adult, the word play takes on different connotations. So we might play tennis or play football or play hockey or play netball, but it's used in very much a sporting sense, which can, whilst that can be fun, of course it can, it still possibly brings a bit of an element of competition with it and we can still be attached to the outcome. What happens when we get to secondary school is that everything becomes about being an adult. It becomes about achieving. It becomes about goals. It comes about acquiring, doing exams, buying houses, getting married, having children, so on and so forth. It becomes about other things to do with setting goals and achieving things. Even as adults, if we say work hard, play hard, we don't get to play until we've done the work first. So the playing is conditional on us having achieved something else. But the benefits of play are so great. And I was taking a quick Google to see what the benefits are to children of playing. And there are so many, which I'll run through really quickly. So there's the physical benefit. It helps with coordination, balance, motor skills, and spending their natural energy, which promotes better eating and sleeping habits. Now, as an adult, I think we could all say that we could all do with a little bit of those things. Emotionally, it helps them to learn to cope with fear, frustration, anger and disappointment. Another tick box if we're an adult. Socially, it helps with group dynamics. Again, we are interacting with people all the time. So any forms of play are going to help with that. Cognitively, it helps children to think and to remember. Hands up if you'd like to be able to remember a little bit more. Yes, please. In a creative sense, it helps them to form unique ideas and to let their imagination run wild. And it's also a great means of communication. So if you look at the benefits that play has for children, then if we extrapolate them to adults, assuming it's the same, why wouldn't we be playing more? It just seems obvious. It's something that comes so naturally to us as children. And yet as adults, it's something that not only falls completely off our radar, but almost feels a little bit weird to say that you want to indulge in. I mean, you'd never say, oh, I want to go and have some play. I suppose we might say, I want to go and have some fun. But even then, it's a little bit like, well, haven't you got some jobs to do first? Shouldn't you be doing something for X, Y and Z? Isn't there something higher on your list of priorities than going off and enjoying yourself? It very much falls down the list of priorities, whereas the reality is the benefits of it for us 
are huge. And particularly as we get older, if we're thinking about cognitive ability, if we're thinking about our memory, if we're thinking about our emotions, then it's something that we should be indulging in more and more, not less and less. So given that research shows that playing as an adult has significant benefits for our mental and physical health, and given that doing something that makes you laugh is the best medicine around, how do we actually go about incorporating play into our everyday lives? So I've got five top tips and five suggestions that you can use to make play a regular part of your day. The first thing is to make an intentional choice to have fun and to play more. So it's about setting a goal. Start by setting a goal to have more fun. Now, when we think of setting goals, we usually think of serious things like losing weight or giving up smoking or making more money or starting a business. However, the goal of having more fun is just as important as those more adult sounding goals. So set a goal just bring it to the forefront of your mind. Make it something you're really aware of. It's like, oh, I'm going to make a decision in life to have more fun. Because when you bring something to the forefront of your mind, it is way more likely to happen. And you're way more likely to set an intention that you're going to keep than if it's just something that's kind of lurking at the back of your mind. Like, you know, oh, I need to do my tax return or I ought to do more of this or I should do more of that. Bring it to the forefront of your mind and make it a definite. I am going to have more fun in my life and to play more. The second thing, having brought it to the front of your mind, is to decide what fun means for you. So a lot of the time, Adults can't even remember what they like to do for fun, which is really quite sad, isn't it? Because if you said to a child, oh, what do you like to do? How do you like to spend your time? They would probably be able to list off at least 10 things that they did, all of which were fun. Whether we could do the same is a different matter. So maybe you've outgrown things that you like to do in the past and you haven't got around to identifying new things that you enjoy or... Maybe you just need to sit down and think of the things that you used to really enjoy doing and which made you laugh to the point where you were doubled over with the stitch, which I remember doing at school on several occasions normally when I shouldn't have been. So you can sit down and make a list of things that you enjoyed doing as a kid and then just go over that list and highlight all of the things that still really appeal to you now because there might be some things that you used to do that you think, oh, that's not really something that I would fancy doing now. But equally, there might be a variation of it. The other thing you can do is Google the words bucket list ideas and see what comes up because that often brings up some really good suggestions of things that you might want to try, but things that you've never thought of before. So often we can only really operate from our own imagination and our own awareness of what's out there in the world, but there's going to be hundreds of different things that we've never even thought of doing, which could bring so much fun. So again, that's a way of adding some things to your list that you might like to try and do. Now, some of those potentially could be things that you could do every day or every week. And some of them are probably going to be, you know, maybe bigger picture ideas that you might do once a year on a big holiday. 
So whilst we want to incorporate little things in as much as we can, then also you can have some bigger, longer term goals of things that you want to include as well. Then something else that you can do is combine fun with other activities. So think of the things on your to-do list and then look for ways to make them more fun. You can combine, say, exercise, for example, with having fun as well. Sometimes when people think of exercise, they just think of it as being self-sacrifice and boring and really painful. But you can shop around for an exercise class that you really enjoy. So Soul Cycle, Zumba, Pole Dancing is another great one. If you used to go to tap dancing or ballet dancing or contemporary, that can be a really fun thing to do. And you can see that the things that I've talked about in terms of adults playing will really come through in that. So it's good for your memory. It's good for your coordination. It's good for your balance. It's social. You might be so distracted from everyday life that your brain doesn't have time to think. But equally, as you're moving, depending on how fast you're moving, you might solve problems. So it ticks all those boxes. You might want to go ice skating. That's something that my husband's taken up recently with our daughter. They go off ice skating together every Saturday morning and he wants to do inline skating next. So that's just a couple of examples. Something that I love to do that I find really fun, which most people think is a bit odd, is a real Peppa Pig style, let's go splash in muddy puddles. I love putting on a pair of wellies and going for a muddy walk and splashing in puddles. My husband would absolutely absolutely hate the idea of that he does not do mud at all and the other thing is if it's a really really rainy day but a warm rainy day and I remember doing this at university just going outside in the rain and getting totally drenched I find that really really good fun the other things you can do if you're wanting to combine fun with other activities are join a sports team so if you used to like to play football or baseball or rounders join a sports team. I've got a friend who goes and plays netball. She absolutely loves doing that because she did it when she was younger. And then there's this whole thing of gamifying your exercise. So if you go running, you can get an app that lets you pretend you're being chased by zombies. And in doing this, you'll be staying fit and surviving a zombie apocalypse and having fun all at the same time, potentially. If you're me, you probably wouldn't find it that much fun. That sounds quite stressful. But that's the whole point about fun. What is fun to one person might not be fun to somebody else. And then remember bouncy castles. Do you ever go to some kiddies kind of indoor play area? I do. I remember when the children were little and I used to think, I wish they could close this at six o'clock for the kiddies and adults could go instead. And I think they actually exist. I think there's one near us where adults can go trampolining not quite the same as a bouncy castle, but similar thing. I'm sure I've read that there are parties in indoor soft play areas, which you might be listening to this and thinking, how ridiculous are we not now adults? And yes, we are adults, but there are proven benefits to going and playing and having fun. And who's to say that the fun should stop once we reach the age of 10? Why would we only have fun for the first 10 years of our life and the rest of it be drudgery? Frankly, that does not make sense to me. And then another option is to make it social. So have play dates with your other half. Date night doesn't have to be 
dinner and going to the cinema. You can go to a theme park. You can play paintball. You can go to those, where are those places where you have the like lock-up rooms and you have to figure out how to get yourself out of those. There's all those things. It's probably really good for teamwork as well, doing things like that. And then the last one is to befriend a fun person or to hang out with a kid. So the more fun people you surround yourself with, the more fun you're going to have in life. I think it's probably fair to say that often our friends get the best parts of us as opposed to our other halves. So there's definitely room for both arranging to have fun with your other half, however that may look, and also being surrounded by fun people who are friends and possibly borrowing a child from somewhere if you don't have a child who's still at that fun stage. I've looked after my younger niece and nephew and done things with them that I found so much fun. I took them to um, like a fun arcade and we played on the slot machines and it was brilliant. Or I've done baking with them or we've had we dance on the TV and we've done some dancing together or we've done some creative things, which I'm pretty terrible at but I've really enjoyed doing them. So just borrow a child from somewhere. You'll be doing a stressed out adult a great favour by borrowing their child and doing some fun things together. It's a brilliant, brilliant way of having fun. And also just releasing the tension, improving your cognitive ability, possibly moving as well, just letting your brain do its own thing, almost like that parallel play thing, sitting with a kiddie and doing Lego, being creative, building something, but at the same time, just letting your mind and your brain wander. It's amazing how often you can come up with a solution to a problem. If you just let your brain calm itself down, it's a bit like if you wake up in the morning and the solution's suddenly there, or if you go into the shower and a solution suddenly presents itself, it's really, really similar with play. It's just emptying your brain, and finding what's in there. So there's a really good quote that I'm going to finish with by George Bernard Shaw. And the quote is as follows. We don't stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. And if we think about the people who are in their 80s and their 90s who are young of spirit, it's because they still have fun. They still know how to play. And that is something that I would love for all of us, that we all get back into playing, that we don't see it as something that's just for children, that we don't put it at the bottom of our to-do list, that we really shine a spotlight on it, bring it to the top of our list. We go out, we have fun and we play. And if we need to square it off with ourselves, do that by just thinking of all the benefits that it's going to have in other areas of your life. It's not indulgent. It's not a waste of time. It's not selfish. It is going to benefit you and those around you in so many ways that you need just to go and have fun and play. And this podcast will be hitting just as we're entering the school holidays. Hopefully the weather's nice. Hopefully the sun's out and we're warm and now is the time of year that we can go out and play and have some fun whilst also thinking how we're going to continue to do that into those colder, darker months, which luckily aren't with us right yet, but which will be on their way relatively soon. So I hope you joined this podcast episode and that you can see the benefits of play in your life. It's really lovely to be back with you again. I will be back next week 
In the meantime, if you've got any questions, come and find me on Instagram. If you'd like to subscribe to the podcast, that would be fabulous. You'll then get notified when every new episode hits. If you want to share it with a friend, that too would be great. If you've got a friend who you would love to go and play with, or if you think would benefit from some additional play in their lives, forward it on to them. And yes, come and find me on Instagram at Beth Goodrum. You take care, lots of love, and bye for now. This is the place where I say all of the things which I should have said during the podcast episode, but which I forgot. So first of all, thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you enjoyed the episode. If there's anything that you would like me to cover in future episodes, please just let me know. If there was anything that I mentioned and that you'd like more details about, whether it's a resource or a code for a product, just take a look in the show notes. I will be sure to have mentioned it there and if you would like to subscribe to the podcast so that you get notified as soon as future episodes are ready then please just hit the subscribe button now thanks so much once again have a super week and i will see you again soon bye for now